0: So this is really exciting. I am here with my friend Larry from Elsie Screen Talk. Hello. (laughs) And we're going to talk about movies that we think were a little bit overhyped. And we're not talking... it Like, these are solid movies for the most part. They're not terrible. They're good. They're entertaining. But, like, they sort of build as sort of masterpieces or the best of their genre. There's a lot of hyperbole. We're talking about hyperbole here. (laughs) Yeah. And hyperbole can really sink a movie uh, and... You know when it's it's good it's entertaining mm-hmm. but I just didn't think it was like amazing <laughs> and so yeah we're gonna talk about that and we have our top five
1: uh, for 2017 so far. So I don't know if your list was in a particular order. Mine is not. No, I mine just is not kind either. of <laughs> listing the five that came to mind. Yeah. So my list is also kind of a mix of the average movie moviegoer and like general audiences. Yeah. As well as like. People proclaiming it's this masterpiece. These like film auteurs, uh, <laughs> whether online or in my actual life. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and start off with probably the most recent one, and it definitely falls into that film auteur snobbery. And that's Mother. I really just think that Mother has been very divisive. So the general audiences haven't taken to it at all. Yeah, but I F- think that's in the score. <laughs> that's made the like film community double down on their, like, defense and, like, praise of Mother. But, really, it's I just, I don't think it's as smart as uh, it thinks it is. I don't think Aronofsky crafted the film well, and the narrative just falls apart. And if you look at any of these allegories, and if you challenge them even a little bit, they start to fall apart really easily. And, yeah, I think people are just trying way too hard to defend this as a masterpiece. There's a lot of rhetoric about if you don't like it, that means you don't understand it. You just don't get it. Like, eh, no, I get it. I just didn't really care for it all that much. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. And so I haven't seen that one, but I, I, I gather that's, that's. I think I would agree with you. With <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, mine are all pretty... Popular films and so the one that I want to talk about first is Kong Skull Island and I, I think that this movie is just thoroughly mediocre. I didn't think it was, I don't know, it just didn't inspire me. Some of the, the visuals are, of the visuals of uh, Kong are great. Yeah. But I thought that it was very inconsistent, the movie. There uh, there would be a character I'd like, and then there would be a, like two characters I didn't like. There would be visuals I liked, like Kong, and then there would be these weird lizard creatures that I hated. And uh, I just thought that it was pretty boring. It was pretty... just. I just felt I was uninspired. I, I, I just didn't... It wasn't exciting. It, to me, it wasn't fun. I, I think that uh, there are you know movies that are sort of monster movies that are... I think more interesting have more interesting characters. I would rather watch the Peter Jackson King Kong if I had to, even though it's super long, yeah. um, because at least it has some interesting characters or it tries and has some emotion. And yeah. I felt like the attempts to kind of have this bond between the Brie Larson character and Kong felt very tagged on. When it's it, if you're talking about the original uh, King Kong from 1933, it actually has something to say. And yes. the visuals, yeah, they look hokey in that film now, oh. but like. They are consistent all all of the visuals look the same. they all look like they're from the same world, and uh so i I don't know i just
1: I just left feeling kind of underwhelmed, so I have Kongs School <laughs> i I definitely am one of the people who who had a fun time with Kong-Squale Island overall, and I think Kong looked amazing. I'll definitely agree with yeah, you. he on that looked way. good, but i I also agree I think. They, they realized, can we have a Kong movie where we don't have him fall in love with the blonde lead? Ooh, we better shove something in real quick. I definitely agree with yeah. you on that. It, it wasn't really needed, actually. Um, but
0: yeah. Like, I think more from the Planet of the Apes or, or, like, all the Apes movies, I just think there's so many movies
1: that, uh, that are just... More interesting, and uh, I don't know. It just didn't do it for me. I know Godzilla gets a lot of flack, but I actually think Godzilla is much better than Kong. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I think it's, again, a more interesting film, and it at least is crafted in a unique way, and is pretty consistent. Yeah, agreed. So, next up, I'm going to have just kind of a crowd-pleaser film. I don't think critics are necessarily going to bat for it all that much, but I'm going to say Despicable Me 3. It's made over a billion dollars. I would say it's probably my second favorite in the Despicable Me franchise. Um, I just, I mean, it was fine. It just, it felt like three TV episodes, like cartoons yeah. that you would see on Nickelodeon or something, tacked together with a, a rough kind of through line that was like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> this, this is fine. This is an okay way to kill an hour and a half with. It didn't provide us with anything new. It was the same kind of Illumination style in terms of animation, in terms of comedy, in terms of storytelling that we've seen with pretty much all of the Illumination films. So, I don't know, people continue to love the Despicable Me franchise. It continues to make a billion dollars. I, no. I just don't quite get to all of that hype no. around it.
0: <laughs> I don't get it either. I I did think it was better than Minions. Yes, uh, I, I did. Agree. And the it, 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 it there were a couple, of the, but it was very fractured. Yes. And yeah. I did not like Gru and Drew at all. They were
1: That's very. Can we just focus on the little girls? Like her storyline yeah. with the unicorn was like by far and, my like, favorite thing.
0: The Kristen Wiig character bonding with the yeah. girls that yeah, was well. actually
1: pretty good, but it was just wasn't serviced
0: enough. And I thought the Minions for once actually made me laugh. Because they I, were
1: used very sparingly, they very sparingly,
0: very <laughs> and they sang the Modern Major General from Pirates of Penzance, <laughs> yeah. and that was funny. That was actually funny. I'm like, I'm laughing at the minions. Yeah. It's amazing, but uh, but yeah, it was um, thoroughly mediocre. Yes. The next one is uh, is one that a lot of people really loved is Split, oh. and I'm not an Emma <laughs> Shyamalan fan, and. I feel like people sort of bonded with him, and he's just one of those directors that people like, like Tim Burton. We were talking earlier about Tim Burton, like people bonded with them, and they're just like rooting for them in this way that, like, for some reason, other directors like George Lucas or or don't don't get that kind of like we're pulling for you, we're pulling for you at night. And uh, the thing that I didn't like about Split is because I felt very uncomfortable about the rape sub. Subtext to the film: the idea that like the the one character was somehow more pure than the other two girls because she'd experienced multiple childhood rape, and that like that somehow made her more worthy to like, you know, I, that made me really uncomfortable. And I really didn't like that, and also like I I was slightly uncomfortable with sort of the way that the mental illness was handled. Uh, I mean, I think that's probably being oversensitive because. You know, it, it's not like people are looking to split for, like, a correct portrayal of a mental illness. I get that. But, like, it really did, there was more the the rape subtext that I just thought, Ew, this is ew, I didn't like it. And uh, it's it's certainly, there's good acting in it, and I get it, you know, but I'm not a big fan of M. Night Shyamalan in general, and I don't really love Unbreakable that much, so, like, the, the, twist, the twist didn't do much for me to sort of excite me. And uh, so, yeah, for me, uh,
1: I would say Split. Yeah, I was, I was one of the ones who enjoyed Split quite a bit. So, but I will say, especially, I've noticed it a lot this year with a few different films. The the mental illness depiction has not been positive at all. Mm. I don't think we've gotten a good mental illness depiction. This film, I am going with Alien Covenant. Mm. So it has a high Rotten Tomato score. And, again, this is more, I think, the film community, I think, People at large kind of do not seem to feel one way or the other about it. A bunch of people I know hated it. It didn't do great um, on the box office. But again, I feel like critics and this type of film community really have kind of tried to defend it as a misunderstood kind of masterpiece of film, which, honestly, it baffles me. Honestly, I left that film like, are you kidding me? And especially with how harsh the Alien fan base was toward Prometheus and how much they really kind of, like, didn't like that film at all. The fact that they're now turning around and defending Alien Covenant, which goes down that same path as Prometheus, but, in my opinion, doesn't accomplish it as well as Prometheus when talking about creators and creationism and trying to go into all of this, like, different intellectualism. it I'm like, oh, can we just get an Alien film? <laughs> like, for the first third or so it's really good like when they're in full-on horror mode with those aliens it's so good but then we get explanations on where the xenomorphs came from and it's like nobody nobody asked where these xenomorphs came from and nobody wanted them to be like genetically modified creatures can't they just be aliens like i don't understand (laughs) so i don't know i just i don't i don't get the hype around alien covenant either i think it's honestly i think it literally is just because for this guy is back and i feel like he's kind of in that category too he went so far off the rails for a while and he's a legendary director mm-hmm. that he he got to get alien back so people feel the need to praise it as some underappreciated masterpiece when really yeah hmm. uh, i i would, i did not see alien covenant because it's just like
0: uh, he, the director had said Ridley Scott had said that it's a hard R, and I'm like, if it's got kind of, eh, if most people I know didn't like it, I'm not gonna like yeah. step out of my comfort zone for that. <laughs> so just... this one uh, is one that was very beloved, but I feel like it's already kind of being forgotten a little bit. Uh, but I did not respond that well to is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume mm-hmm. Two, and uh, this is not a horrible movie. Again, these aren't like horrible movies, but I don't know. I just felt like it was such a mistake to break up the team. Mm-hmm. And, it, like, they basically created a family uh, by the end of the first movie. And all of their personalities kind of meshed together to create, like, a, a really fun group that, like, one character would be sort of sarcastic, one character would be more deadpan. and one, Like, they had all of these different personalities that together really worked. Whereas when they split them all up, to me, I felt like I started to get annoyed with the characters' shtick. Like, I'd be like, I've had a lot of rocket. In our, our, I've had a lot of drags and then they would go away from him for a long time, and I thought that uh, the, some of the subplots didn't re- really work at all. I didn't think Nebula and Gamora worked at all. I, I was not a big fan of Ego. And that my ego yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah, I thought that's right, Ego, right? Yeah, planet. <laughs> I, was, I thought that it was so, like, just ridiculous, and so, like, over the top, and, you know, that he's like... And I guess his whole plan is to be completely alone. He's like overtaking all of these worlds, and uh, I don't know. It was just I just thought it was very lame. I knew that he was gonna he was bad from like the very beginning. It was obvious. That there was supposed to be this big reveal, and then they like there's like this emotional moment where, where where Peter's like trying to defend his mother, and like you see David Hasselhoff there, and it's like what I don't know. I, I just I don't know. I, I didn't think the soundtrack was as good. It was just very underwhelming to me. And uh, so yeah, for me, uh, the Guardians of, Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, and I love the first one. Yeah. Uh, and, but I, I just really,
1: I don't know, I was really disappointed, but yeah, I definitely agree. It's made a ton of my list as one of the most disappointing, if not most, disappointing film to come out of 2017. Uh, that script was a mess. Yeah. I, they just tried to shove so much so many different stories into there and it's like oh and they work together as a group but not individually i don't think no this one is going to be beauty and the beast um so beauty and the beast i think just everybody i know in my personal life loved this film i think there was one or two that were kind of like eh, that was fine like me that's pretty much where i was that was fine i i didn't mind it i didn't hate it but i certainly didn't love it and didn't think it was amazing um but most everybody else, all up and down my Facebook feed, as soon as they saw the movie, were just like, "Oh my gosh, favorite movie ever! So amazing!" <laughs> and I was just kind of was sitting there like, "Oh, I didn't think so." Um, but I think it made okay adjustments to the to the film. I I thought some of the backstory with Belle and her mom was. Okay, I uh, certainly didn't think it was bad. I thought some of the development with like Gaston and especially Fou, I thought actually was a character. But I feel like they, they they
0: solved plot holes by creating new plot holes. Oh yes. Like why? Why would Maurice not tell Belle about her mother? No, that very like it's not true. like dying from the plague is like some kind of like STD <laughs> like or something scandal. like that. It like, <laughs> makes no sense, and that book was horrible. Like what were they doing? I have a lot of issues with Beauty and the Beast, <laughs> uh, and but my main problem with, and it's actually on my list as well, my main problem with Beauty and the Beast was the singing. I just
1: didn't like singing. That. Yeah. It, wasn't, the big part. it wasn't very good, and uh, so that was my biggest problem. Yeah, I was like, well, Emma, Emma Watson, <laughs> I thought she was actually fine as Belle for an actress. I mean, she certainly looks the part. If you were to imagine somebody who looks like Belle, I mean, Emma Watson certainly fits right in. But, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> that singing voice... I, I really wish they honestly had just gone the root of the old ways and had her lip sync to somebody else's yeah, voice. I like, I really think it would have worked better, it would have made her seem better. Especially because in Belle itself, she's singing amongst a chorus and the chorus oh, sounds really? great behind her and like around her as they all sing. And then she comes in with this like auto tune, um, but I also love like Ewan McGregor, and I think he's actually a pretty good singer. I did not like his rendition of Be Our Guest. Yeah, his also, accent like floated in oh, and His out. accent was very weird, and the fact that he was French, but everybody else was like British in the castle, which I mean, kind of is the case in the in the animated one too. But she it was, was like a bad French accent. Like no, it was bad, it was it, horrible. Like even his wife said it was horrible. Like, she's French. Also, I love Emma Thompson, and I hated the weird Cockney British accent she did. Her singing was not good for our title song. The staging of Be Our Guest was not good. Like, they made it... I understand, like, they were rusty because they had it entertained for a while, but having them, like, falling off the table and, like, making a fool of themselves, I was like, no, it's supposed to be a grand, big musical number. Like uh." So, overall, Beauty and the Beast just... It was fine. I I wasn't like angry watching it. I didn't like it. Yeah, it was not maleficent,
0: but like <laughs> it, it was, it was, uh, I, I gave it a bare, I gave it a C, so it was like barely positive, but uh, uh, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I have a lot of issues. Come yeah. on, this is a movie that I gave a B to, and people are treating it like it's a masterpiece, okay. and it's an A, and it's oh. so great. So, like, I gave a positive review to this movie. It's a good movie. And, but I just don't think it's amazing is Baby Driver. Uh-huh. I, I think the Baby Driver is solid. I think it's entertaining. I think it uses music really well. I think it's very well edited. Uh, but I I don't know. I just... It's not one I've thought about, really, since I saw it. It's not one that stuck with me. I just don't think it's, a like, a masterpiece of the year. I, or even beyond that. Like, people are treating it like it is just... One of I don't know like I I just feel like it's a fun it's sort of what Fast and, Fast and Furious should have been just a fun entertaining sort of heist type movie uh, with some good songs and uh, it, but it gets really wackadoodle at certain points like it totally like, uh, like John Ham is like. Uh, is indestructible basically in that movie, <laughs> and and you really do kind of I hate the phrase you turn off your brain, but you kind of do it in that movie because like some of these heists, you're just like there's no way. Like if you really start to overthink it, like how could they get through there? And I didn't think that I didn't really like either of the female characters in it. I felt like uh, I felt like Lily James' character was just sort of the naive ingenue. Like she should have asked way more questions. And I did not <laughs> buy the ending really. And I thought that the um, you sort of had the the sweet ingenue, and you had the tough kind of tough girl, and uh, in, in, in the John Hamm girlfriend yeah. character, and so I don't know. It's a it is a like I said, it's a brave pick because I'm sure we got lots of flack for it, but I don't know I just think it was entertaining, but not like.
1: Amazing. <laughs> I can't comment too much. It's in my top five movies of the year. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't have much to say on that one. So
0: I, I just didn't buy that she waited all that time for him. That she no. Would, oh. like, the ending I didn't think yeah.
1: worked. In my review, actually, that was one of my negatives Is I did not like the ending at all. Mm-hmm. I, did, I thought they just did a really weird, wrap it up, like happy fairy tale ending. It was. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, the ending did not work. Yeah. My final overhyped pick is going to be. Spider-Man Homecoming. So I left Spider-Man Homecoming. All right, I thought it was a fun little Spider-Man movie. I didn't love it, I didn't hate it, I just kind of was there with it. And then I get online and people are just saying, you know, it's the best Spider-Man movie ever. It was the number one superhero movie of the year. Some people are ranking it, like, as their number one movie of the year, which, obviously, I'm glad you liked it. And I'm not going to say much about your favorite movie of the year. I guess I just, I'm a little bit jealous because I wanted to really love this movie. Mm -hmm. And I ended up just liking it. I felt it was, it was a little bit too conflicted on whether it wanted to be a small contained film and then you had that Marvel influence where it needed to be big and it needed to expand and I don't think it quite struck the balance as well as it could have Um, and I just don't think it really did anything fantastic to warrant it being ranked as number one or this masterpiece. I don't think it did anything as well as Spider-Man 2 to become the new best film in the Spider-Man franchise. I think overall that's just a superior film, period. Um, And then they shackled Michael Keaton. That's such a thing. Like, he had a couple of really good, like, wonderful small moments. And then every other time he just kind of did nothing. But even I think he's been way overpraised because... Uh, it's not he's
0: not bad he's good he's fine now, he even has some really chilling yeah. moments good moments but like I don't I people are saying he's the best Marvel villain ever more than Loki oh, which well, I think man. is crazy, <laughs> it's crazy I think so, too. like again Michael Keaton's one of those people that like people just get, people just love him which is great and he's a talented actor but like I don't know It's it's just it's just an interesting thing and I thought that, uh, I, I kind of, I would have I knew you were going to talk about Spider-Man Homecoming, so I, I could have kind of, I do think the hyperbole was strong on it, yeah. I think. Uh, but
1: I enjoyed it. It was solid. I think if I was a teenager, I would love it. And I actually loved, that's what I, I think that's what I wanted more of. I wish we had just stayed at a smaller film. I yeah. wish they had been able to just go small. But just, I loved the interactions yeah. with the characters, and I thought, yeah, I thought yeah. as a teen movie, it worked really well. But Spider-Man. on the same
0: breath, I wished it had been bigger in the sense that we didn't see hardly any Spider-Man being Spider-Man, yeah, like swinging true. through the city, you know, kind and of then thing. With There's that very suit, little. It's like,
1: and they took away. Peter Parker, like, so much of Peter Parker because Tony Stark has to be involved. Yeah. And they also replaced Uncle Ben and everything Uncle Ben means to the Peter Parker character of, like, inspiration yeah. and male role model with Tony Stark who's in there, like, hitting on Aunt May. Like, a, I don't know. Like <laughs> I,
0: the thing I liked about that, but I, I liked that Tony was back to his old yes. sort of ways, mm-hmm. which, like, the last three films he's been very... <laughs> Very depressed yes. and, and sad, and so I was kind of. It was kind of nice to see that, but I I fear for Tony in Infinity War because like he's just gotten
1: engaged. I feel like also I feel what like that he, plot hole though. Like why is Pepper Potts, Why are he and Pepper Potts back? When the last time we saw them, they were broken up, and he was like crying almost on the stage. Oh, and know. it doesn't really make sense either because at the end of Civil War,
0: like they show this this like them leaving the, leaving the airport and everything like that. That doesn't really make sense because at the end of Civil War he's like reading this de- this letter from <laughs> Cap and like and all sad helping Rody and everything like it. But supposedly like in between then he's like with Peter like hanging out and and, and wise talking and stuff like that. Like that like that is not the person at the beginning of Spider-Man Homecoming is not the same person at the end
1: of Civil War. Yeah, I think I, I agree. I liked Tony Stark as a character here. I just don't like the way they used him in yeah. relation to to Spider-Man
0: as yeah. a character. But it's an entertaining film. Yeah, it's, it's just uh, uh, it's just not like certainly I don't think the best Spider-Man movie yeah, and the best MCU movie. But I really liked either. him and his friend. I thought they were great. Great. I and like uh, I, I yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed uh, Tom Holland. Oh, as, Tom Holland as is Spider-Man. great as Spider-Man. I, I agree. I love him. Yeah. So it, it's just that we're talking about hyperbole. Yeah. Uh, that it's just a little strong sometimes. You're <laughs> like, 93%? Oh my gosh. Woo. <laughs> anyway, so it's an interesting thing. Uh, yeah, I could have also, I debated whether I was going to be brave and do Baby Driver or do Furious 8 because I I feel like that didn't get that good of reviews, but I just was very underwhelmed by it. I, I thought it was kind of boring, actually. I thought, uh, I did not like having Dom taken away from the team. I guess that's a theme with mine. If you're going to have family <laughs> be a theme of your franchise, then you need to have... The family and like it really suffered for me like I really thought Shirley Sloan was a miss I did not like her at all as the villain and I pretty much the the, the saving grace of that movie to me was Jason Statham with that baby and that, that was, was so great. funny <laughs> but like I don't know I just and I, li- I really do like the franchise a lot and so I was I was pretty disappointed
1: by by Furious 8 so maybe it's just not my year for car movies and when you can make me like believe in um, or at least not question a car jumping from one skyscraper to the next but then in the next movie be like wait a minute like stop right there like at the end when there's that explosion and the cars just create a circle around yeah i'm like that's not how fire works the fire's going to go over and under that car and get the person in the middle like just because you circle him because (laughs) 6 doesn't work
0: that way because fast and furious movies are supposed to be big dumb fun but i didn't think that it was Big, dumb, or fun enough. <laughs> so that was my problem. <laughs> uh, I'm not expecting
1: Shakespeare from Fast oh. and Furious. But I, I just thought it was kind of boring. And I think, I think it definitely it missed Paul Walker. Like, I think yeah. they tried to shoehorn a new pretty white boy in with Clint, uh, Scott Eastwood, and oh, well, that oh, didn't work God, at all. Uh, he was horrible. Like, yeah, they really, agreed. his character was completely unnecessary. And it's like, um, I don't know. It, it does make you wish, like, Seven ended so well. Yeah. You could have just ended there. Agreed.
0: So, all right, so that is our, Yay. did you have any more? No. Okay, so that is our list of the movies we think are overhyped for 2017. So <laughs> let us know, let us know your outrage in the comment section, what you think, and subscribe to Larry's
1: channel, and, uh, and subscribe to my channel, and uh, thanks so much. Bye! Bye.